Hello, Plenty. This is Don. This is Nick. And this one is Ryan. This week, we are covering Playdate news, recent indie releases, and I didn't think of anything this week. Let's get started. Perfect. Thank you for listening. Wait, you took my line. Thank oh. you for listening. Let's get started. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, let's just start with a correction real quick. This is from AbelSky1615 on Reddit. I posted on Reddit finally. And uh, he says, hey, hello, just started listening. It's great. Thank you for taking for talking about my game, Kurubi. Uh, your feedback is really encouraging. I just wanted to add that there is no yo-yo. So we we discussed the uh, Playdate Direct last episode, and we talked about like a robot throwing a yo-yo and destroying enemies. Uh, they said, making trailers is hard with a crying emoji. You either play as a judoka who grab and throw enemies or a karateka who punch enemies but yeah the i clarified that the motion of these weapons is kind of like a yo-yo it throws out like a boomerang and then comes back to the player so we were making two direct a parallel to a yo-yo but they're they're clarifying there is no yo-yo in the game but it still looks like a great game so still looking forward to it that has not changed okay uh so we all got our yo-yo clarification for the episode that's good um i think with that correction out of the way that brings us to a respectful skibbity boop news and notes. Uh, starting with, uh, I think this first one's Don. Yeah, I wanted to uh, tell everybody we have a Halloween giveaway going. Ooh. So you got about uh, five days left on Saturday. We will be doing a drawing courtesy of Ledbetter. Oh, thanks, Ledbetter. Yeah, nice. He yeah. gave us some codes for Art Oween with the uh, Ghost in the Gallery com- interactive comic book add-on. And we're giving those away on Discord and on Instagram. So on in, on uh, Discord, you just have to drop a reaction on a giveaway channel. On Instagram, you just have to find the post and follow us and uh, drop a, what was it? Drop a comment, I think, or a like. I, I forget what it was. But uh, anyway, you can enter to win a code there. And again, these will be drawn on Saturday, just in time for Halloween. So thank you so much, Ledbetter, for the codes. I'll put a link in the show notes to those two projects. But if you buy Ween, you get Ghost in the Gallery included. So give it a look. Yeah. So I got a free download code, uh, whoop, whoop, warning, uh, for the comic that Ledbetter put together. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, this is like squarely aimed at me as a comic book artist <laughs> and teacher, but I super loved it. And if I can ever stop myself from making dead tree comics long enough, I would love to do something like this. But it was so cool seeing Ledbetter like, sitting in the dmv and storyboarding this thing one week and seemingly the next week it was like a full-fledged yeah i know it took longer than a week but nevertheless it was a quick turnaround time and well executed really fun did you guys get a look at this i haven't had a chance just yet but uh, i'm very much looking forward to it yes he provided me a code as well and i checked it out uh yeah it's a really cute little comic and he uses the panels uh software i guess or interface and it works really really well very fun uh interactive comic interface on the play date so highly recommend checking that out very cool awesome well again just to draw some more attention Ledbetter, thank you for those giveaways and everybody else uh go enter don how how do they enter is it on our discord yeah yeah we got a giveaway channel on discord or a post on instagram all right hop over on our discord join the fun uh in the meantime uh did you know that panic 
uh, posted this 13 year old's wonderful Lego build of a play date. Uh, the build and the product photography are both really amazing and heartwarming. Uh, we're going to have a link to the Twitter post uh, that'll take you straight to it. But my gosh, it's so adorable. It even has the like little smiley playdate face <laughs> built into it. Uh, I, I don't know who all saw this, but I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention in case you didn't. Uh, this thing seemed to have dropped after our last episode. So uh, go check it out in the show notes. Did you guys see this? Yeah, super cute. Yeah. Very nice, Owen. <laughs> Was not Owen. <laughs> Owen's no, not the, the, the builder's name is Owen. Also, oh, is Owen. that right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I, I neglected to see that. I thought you were talking <laughs> about my son. Very nice other Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very programmed. All right. Uh, next thing. Scenic Route Software announced... Thanks to a wonderful Playdater who generously offered the 1.1.0 update of uh, You're Gonna Miss the Bus. It's gonna have a French language option. That's really cool. So somebody evidently cool. enjoyed the game enough to do a translation of it and Scenic Route Software being the super coder that they are uh, made short work of that. How cool. That's super cool. Love yeah, accessibility that's... options. Indeed. Yep. Right on. Well, cruising through these <gasps> news and notes. The next one is about a Playdate user and musician, Allison Martin, who created a big band remix of the tune from <laughs> a joke worth 99 cents. If you haven't taken a look at this, it's worth a look. Uh, man, I feel like all of these news and notes today are about just incredible community members, like building a Lego set of the play date and uh, including multiple languages within the game and making a music mix of an existing play date game. So cool. Uh, so anyway, we're going to have a link to that, believe it or not, in the show notes. Click that YouTube link and you will see Allison Martin getting down to a big band remix that she made of a joke worth 99 cents. Allison, thank you for doing that. Cool. And next, oh, I'm sorry. Next, um, I also saw that Fat Nose Games posted a celebratory one year post. Uh, man, seems like along came a spider and working on their next game. Uh, feels like they've been at it longer than a year, but uh, I guess the Playdate ecosystem is real young. It's just fun to see some of these uh, mini milestones coming up for some of us. You know, I think we're. I don't know what are we approaching two years at this point i i can't remember mm -hmm. uh we're approaching some episode number this episode and uh you know a lot of folks are sort of coming to some milestones so congrats to fat nose games and all the rest of the playdate devs and community members out there yeah <laughs> congratulations looking forward yeah. to the next game and enjoying all the previous ones absolutely indeed and finally, um, I just want to let everybody know you've got one more week to jump on that Terrorween Playdate bundle. We'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, Zanya Lasagna, if I'm not mistaken, is the one putting this together, but there are a ton of games worth way more than the two 666 that you'll pay to get all of them. So uh, jump on that, see what you think about it, because you've only got a week left. Yeah, we should mention that uh, Zanya made that Terrorween Playdate bundle app that has like a little mini game in it and 
information and screenshots and whatnot about all the games included in the Terrawing Playdate bundle and a cool little uh, full color trailer Man. up on YouTube. So check that out too. Every time you tell me about something Zanya's doing, I I, I shake my head and wonder about <laughs> how she's doing all <laughs> I this. I don't know. Unbelievable. Like it's not enough to organize all these, you know, developer cats and herd them into one uh, Playdate bundle, but also create an app for the thing. Like amazing. Yeah. Zanya, kudos. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so that brings us to the indie inventory for today. Don, you want to take this one away? Yeah, don't forget all the games mentioned here are made by uh, developers that love the Playdate just like we all do. So be sure to rate and review the games that you uh, you pick up. It really helps the devs out. So we're going to start with uh, Piece by Piece by X2115, also known as Jex. It's a uh, cross. Oh, sorry. Are we are we starting with the catalog first? Thank you for the reminder. I already <laughs> was proactive and inserted all of the catalog titles at the end of this post. Oh, oh Don, I am so sorry. All no, right, no, no, no. thank you, you so much, Don. Nick. So they have they already have good visibility on the catalog shop. So I'm going to mention some of the lesser known games first. Yes, please do. Bump I them like up. that. So this is a puzzle game. It's a jigsaw puzzle game, basically, for uh, the play date. And you can add, it comes with 50 puzzles in it. You can add more puzzles. There's like a whole system of doing that. You got to plug it into your computer and stuff. And I have not tried that yet. But uh, very cool. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm getting them mixed up. I'm sorry. That's the crossword puzzle one. I'm sorry. You can add crossword puzzles to the crossword puzzle game. This game, I have no idea if you can add puzzles to it. But it's still cool. Check it out. I'm sorry. I apologize to Jex. Okay. For besmirching the good name of your name your own price piece by piece game. And I, I messed up the name of this game, but it's called Piece by Piece. Yes. Okay. Anyway, looks like a lot of fun. I've downloaded, haven't played. Something I have played, though, I hope Nick can pronounce the name of. <laughs> I'm, oh, I will make the attempt. Uh, <laughs> Shika Kukes? No. Uh, you're in there. Tozy Code is the uh, dev. It's oh, all right. It's based on a, it's inspired by a game called Quarth, an NES game from 1989, and it has an added roguelike element. So I did play this one a little bit, but the text is so tiny. It's very slick. You get to select your own characters. You can unlock characters, and they all have different roguelike abilities. But the idea is you're just building squares by dropping blocks and you have like a health or a stamina meter that's constantly raising and lowering. So you drop a block and it lowers your stamina. You drop a bomb and it, and it will blow up blocks if you misplay something, but it drops your stamina even more. So you're constantly like juggling, waiting for that stamina to recharge and hoping the blocks don't rise to the top of the screen. So it's really neat, but I need like the strength of the sun to be able to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> because just the text is so tiny. So um, young people, check this game out. It is really, really neat. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Do you think that <laughs> the developers making this tiny text, and it, you know, this game is not the only one to do it. Do you think the developers that make this tiny text games are developing on a desktop and it's a lot bigger when they do it and don't it's have a play be. date? Or do you think they're just developed by 13-year-olds who can see in the night? I 
don't know. I mean, it was written in Japanese, so maybe when maybe the kanji are bigger. Hmm. Is that a thing? No idea. I have no idea either. But if you look at like all the rules and all the power ups and all that stuff are on the itch page, you got to check out the itch page. It is a very, very well done, well thought out game. But man, yeah. I just need like a a font this... increaser power up. <laughs> this looks amazing. And um, I will say, uh, having done a little bit of font experimentation on the Playdate, um, it's really tough to get something that is super legible and the size that you want. Uh, you really okay. have to play around with it. It's um, it's sort of like if you had to take a picture of every letter of the alphabet and then render it uh, on the screen. So oh. it, it's difficult to uh, get it just right. At least everything I've seen so far uh, operates that way. So uh, finding a good font that that is readable, you know, is clear, and then renders as something more than just some some blobs on the screen is more difficult than than it might seem okay well not anyway to, not to spend too much time on this but uh i got real <laughs> curious about quarth and looked this up it mm -hmm. looks like it's not only on nes but also got ported to game boy but in looking at some quick screenshots of this the comparison that the dev makes to quarth seems like it's uh like it's it does not look like a direct port to me at all it looks like they've even taken some gameplay liberties uh anyway i would not look at quarth and think that what is this thing called shikakukes would be directly influenced by that so I, i'd be curious to understand that connection a little better anyway regardless mm -hmm. um i had not heard of quarth before and uh i like knowing about nes games <laughs> yeah I, I see what you mean like the the shapes are similar but i i'm not exactly sure where the inspiration runs yeah yeah hmm. well there anyway it's cool indeed, indeed. looks great okay yes. <laughs> two indeeds on three Chicago awkward pauses up case. okay <laughs> it's two bucks check it out all right hope okay. nobody's playing a drinking game to awkward pauses this episode oh my gosh yeah. they're trashed under the table already uh <laughs> retro time play date by joyrider 3774 is a pretty cool i played a little bit of this it's a pretty cool like collection of little retro games and then you have like uh lives or there's a carousel mode that kind of makes you play all the game for two minutes each one by one and you just aim to get the highest score you can as you're playing two minutes of these eight games so it's like a tetris clone a breakout clone a space invaders clone etc and Robert i don't know this is like snake. a nice little sampler platter of retro arcade games and the ones i cool. played i didn't play all eight of them but the ones i played worked pretty well so i don't know kind of a, a cool little game name your own price throw it on there and uh you can you can also do like a time attack mode or not I don't know, is it a time attack mode i did lives mode yeah there is a time attack mode and you can select the game so you don't have to just play in carousel mode and hope that the one you want pops up you can go select the game you want so cool. yeah this really does this really does look like a murderer's row of early video games like i'm mm -hmm. looking through here I, i'm really impressed there's um they're obviously uh you know trying to take liberties in the name so there's not you know lawsuits surrounding them but there's 
obvious uh, direct comparisons here. This looks really cool. And for they, name your own price, what? They named the games that, that are that inspired these uh, homages in the description. Some of these I was not familiar with, like Fast Eddie. It's kind of like sort of Donkey Kong, but I wasn't exactly sure what I needed to do. Hmm. Um, anyway, it, it plays well, so give it a look. Name your own price. You will. Okay. Next up by Alan Dang is Hit One or Hit Tone. It's two bucks and it it's kind of like a sideways breakout, but you're breaking little uh, sprites like plants versus zombies sprites, for example. And when you hit the when you hit the blocks, it makes a tone. So there's different music tracks and it has like a nice relaxing tone to it. And it, uh, there's a YouTube trailer. So watch the trailer. It, it just seemed like a chill little game, like it wasn't super hectic like uh sometimes breakout can be so i don't know pretty chill 34 levels for two bucks why does the fact that those bricks are in the shape of sprites make me so happy that just looks really fun it's not just a boring wall yeah man that's neat it's cool uh okay so now our catalog games nick if you're still there with us um first up is sketch share solve we're pulling up the dev here by rdk and we should mention that the dev uh supplied us with uh review code so thank you so much for that i have already played this this is one of the first playdate games that i picked up uh, a year and a half ago so it's a, a pictocross game and a nonogram game and you can share your you can design your own sketches and then share them with people so this is a Playdate staple, a classic. I'm so happy to see that it's on catalog now. It's $3. Don, what, is, what does that mean? A nonogram game? What, what does this mean? What am I doing a here? cross game? I, yeah, I that's, don't know that's what that. I told the dev when I emailed them back. I said, we've been trying, Nick and I have been trying to get Ryan to play cross games for like years now. <laughs> it's true. And he still hasn't. Yep. Well, now's your chance. You All own right. a copy. I emailed you a copy of it. Thank you, uh, RDK. RDK, uh, Rebecca, I believe is the dev's name. Oh, cool. Thanks, Rebecca. So check it out, please. Next up, the final game in the Scenic Route software catalog to make the the leap over to catalog is Lilybug. Mm. Set in the backyard of the Generations house. This is a, a very action heavy game. You're shooting a lily bug back and forth across a tree and collecting whirly birds and killing termites and whatnot. We have not talked about this one on the podcast a whole lot. So it's one that I always mean to get back to and just haven't made time for. But Probably because we haven't talked can. about scenic route software games enough yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our constant advertisement. But now you can $6 on catalog and also available on itch, of course. Now I'm curious what all has been updated for this catalog version because I I bought the itch version a while back and uh, I I hate to say it, but I haven't even fired it up yet. Um, But I need to do that because I love scenic route software games. Uh, How's that for another plug? But um, usually when he ports these over to uh, catalog, he does a bunch of updates. Um, I don't know if, he I'm talks glad about you that asked, in, Ryan. in all these pesky words here, but uh, let's hear it, Don. French localization. For Lilybug? 
for Lilybug. Huh. Uh, a dashed line flight path indicator to make it easier to see what hmm. exactly the Firefly will pass over. Neat. Increase the speed of the Firefly. Target now moves 20% faster. Um, inc- uh, updated the transition from launch to title view. Increase the collision box dimensions of different different items. Uh, graphical improvements. Uh, there's like a, a giant list here. Improved crank controls. So if you want to read more of those, heck, I'll drop a link in the show notes. Man, that's Just so for cool. Ryan. <laughs> I, I swear, Scenic Route Software, he'll produce these like incredibly polished games. And then when you think it's done, he polishes it even more. I mean, even from getting that, um, you're going to miss the bus uh, early look that I had a few episodes mm-hmm. ago. Uh, he changed a ton since I played it and made it far more, far more playable. Uh, if I may be so bold, uh, the iteration that I got was very cool, very well thought out, but also very difficult. And he started decreasing hitboxes and, uh, I, I was, did he slow some things down? Anyway, there were a number of things that he made, uh, that he remade to allow the game to be more accessible to more people, uh, which I really appreciate and uh yeah so thanks for being such a dev hero scenic route software uh, uh that that cross stitch rings true uh more and more <laughs> the best speaking of the best next up is a game called glagstone we all know glagstone one of the best um mysterious islands in all of silveria of course that's a transition. I have not heard of this game, but uh, man, it looks really good. How did oh, this slip under the radar? For real, this isometric perspective world building thing they've got going on. What This looks amazing. This looks like a Nick game. Totally. Yeah, I'm looking looking at the page here. Hmm, oh, maybe Nick doesn't have the internet. I forgot. <laughs> well, Nick, I'm going to describe it. It looks like a strategy game. I don't know how much you can see. You strategize with boats and trucks, and there's a, a mystery to an island. Huh. There are houses it, and lighthouses and mountains and trees. It it looks incredible. Maybe Nick's going to change his uh, pick of the week for next week, if he can ever see this. <laughs> it, it looks like a combination of SimCity with uh, like a point-and-click adventure game but, yeah point and click live over the top mm, got I a think... secret ending oh my gosh Ooh. i think cool. nick might be reconsidering his pick for next episode <laughs> don't in the next pressure 30 him. Minutes. don't pressure him it's it's set in stone ryan all, all the right. pressure all the pressure uh anyway this is six bucks made by vtron mm. so i'm gonna have to take another look at glagstone mm-hmm. and then we've got quest for the x Two dollars made by Intellicat, uh, set in the 14th century France with the Knight Templar during the last days of the order. Uh, this I can't tell exactly what the gameplay is. It's like a side scrolling, but also top down. It's got like an early PC, uh, C64 kind of vibe to it with awesome castles. Oh my god, look at all yeah. this! This looks pretty fun. Caverns to explore, coins to collect. Pictures so, of knights and skulls and people on horseback. This, this looks firmly up my alley. And then uh, <laughs> they name uh, a bunch of inspiration, like uh, Pitfall 2, 
uh, Conan from Apple IIe, Return of Heracles for the Atari 800, Bruce Lee and Zorro for the C64, Out of This World, Space Quest Three, Secret of Monkey mm. Island, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Well, you're speaking my language there. And the graphics appear to be like a mixture between Rampart, uh, early Ultima games, specifically Ultima Three on the NES, and um, uh, like a like a an old PC uh, strategy adventure role playing game. So. Um, really cool looking. Very curious about this. While Nick's internet shut down, uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Nick's choosing two games next episode, Glagstone yes. and uh, Quest for the X. Uh, we'll see if we can get to all of those. Anyway. Um, uh, someone this... drive Nick to the McDonald's so we can sideload this one. <laughs> I don't have my Nintendo DS with me. I don't know. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't use the browser. The... <laughs> Oh my god. Well, as if this game weren't awesome enough, the sound and music is by Beeps and Boops. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, in our Discord there is now a Boops channel. Hovering over the mute button. The kill switch for Ryan right now. Go ahead, Ryan. Just in case Don mutes this out, there is a channel that has to do with a particular sound that's associated with this episode. So head on over there because I can't say it too very much, but we can say it in that channel. So come on over, join us in the discord for the channel that shall not be named. Get your yayas out there. Last up. I isolate Ryan from the rest of the discord. (laughs) Oh, it's a booming channel. If ever you guys would enter, you would see. I wish it would boom. boom Quarantine server. Um, Last up. Hana by King of Shibuya, $8 this is the full package. It is a uh, post-apocalyptic tale set in space time, trying to save the world. Your destination is Earth, population zero. This sounds like the full package. Uh, a brilliant adventure. I am I am wanting to spend more time with this. I only b- briefly scratched the surface and really enjoyed what I played. So I'm going to dive deep into Hana here soon. Uh, check this one out for sure. And that does it for our indie inventory, Ryan. Sounds good. That means we are at the boop pick of the week. And this time it's from Donathan. Don, what are we working with this week? This week we have a special game, Realistic Fishing by Totally Under Control. Uh, we did a giveaway in our last episode. Thank you so much for the, the codes. We have review codes, so that's a lot here. But... Thank you for the I bought code. a copy. I bought a copy before yes. that. So that's, that's, this is not a forced review. This is not a paid sponsorship. This is not a uh, hello chef or anything. Anyway, the idea here is you're trying to, your ship gets destroyed by a giant monster fish and you got to start from scratch. The little dinky raft, you're catching fish, you're selling them, you're catching fish, you're selling them, you're buying new gear buying new gear buying new gear to so you can get out there and hunt that monster fish that destroyed your boat and take your revenge so the idea is you'll go out you'll fish you use the crank to uh well you can crank on the crank and actually like reel it in like a fish thing which is what everybody thought everyone would be doing with every playdate game but we went a full year with no heavy duty <laughs> fishing games until this one came out but uh yeah, so you can do that, but you don't have to. You can also just use the uh, the D-pad to move back and forth and kind of collect them. And then when you hit the surface, 
the fish fly into the air and you have a giant harpoon gun and as they're falling use the harpoon gun to shoot and stab them and collect them so whichever ones you shoot and stab those are the ones you get to keep the other ones fall back into the water and they get a second life and then you can switch over to your propel uh, not propeller what is it called a paddle switch over to a paddle mm -hmm. use the crank to paddle over to different areas of the map you can select whatever area you want um, you can go home and sleep and change your gear there and there are lots of cute dialogue breakdowns there's a very silly shopkeeper you interface with a lot oh my god and there are many many secrets to be found in realistic fishing but let's hear what you guys have to say uh nick i think you played a bit of it what did you think i did i didn't quite make it all the way through but uh i'm i'm almost there um i really enjoyed the fishing mechanics so uh you cast your uh, lure uh, down your hook. Yeah, something. Your line. There it is. Down into the depths. And then uh, you can crank, as Don said, or uh, press up or down to control the ascent or descent uh, or slow the ascent. And then left and right to, to move your hook back and forth. And essentially, the, the fish are... Uh, just really uh, easy to catch as you, as you move past them. Uh, they they kind of hook onto the onto the hook, and uh, once you get up to the surface, as you say, you harpoon them. Um, the things that I really enjoyed about the game were the sense of humor. Uh, there is so much that is uh, a little offbeat uh, bit of humor uh, behind every turn. The shopkeeper is incredible uh all the dialogue is uh really interesting and um the animations are stupendous i was so impressed with all the animations and uh how much stuff is going on on the screen at any given time uh, i believe toad mentioned that this game was written in lua uh and that's a little surprising to me uh based on how how much uh you is happening lua? at any given time oh I didn't say that. Um, I love Lua. Uh, just maybe not as much as some other languages. But uh, at any rate, it is uh, incredible. I, I, I had a lot of fun um, with that uh, fishing mechanic. Um, I do have a couple of things that I would like to talk about. But before uh, I get into that, Ryan, what did you think? Well... I will preface this by saying that I did not have as much time to play this game as I would have liked. Uh, I am uh, holding down a household alone <laughs> as my wife is out of the country for a little while. And uh, I thought that I'd have more time to play this, but enough excuses. Anyway, um, I what I did play of this game, I thought was really interesting. Um, at first, it was... It, it took me a little bit to get into it, if I'm being honest. There were a lot of words at the beginning, and you know how much I like that. <laughs> I just want to get into playing a game, and it took a while to get in there, but it was needed to understand what you need to do. There's also a lot of different a lot of different aspects, a lot of different mechanics to to become accustomed to from uh, not only the fishing and the lure and the line, but like 
this like journal that you keep track of and then a map that you can go to different places on and like every button seems to do something so it's not like a game where you can just sort of like wail around on the d-pad or the buttons and it's doing exactly what you think it will there's labels for each of these buttons again with the words um, that tell you exactly what they do so it's it's well labeled you just have to you know take a little bit of time to to get into it and then i think it's pretty accessible um i one of my favorite parts was the shopkeeper and i i don't want to spoil this for anybody who has not played it yet but i will say that i was sitting with my son in a doctor's office while I was playing this for the first time and said, Oh, look, it's uh and I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil this. And then sure enough, the dialogue comes along and is just uh, out of this world. <laughs> like just really made me laugh out loud. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think what else uh, Nick hit the nail on the head with the, the easy fishing mechanic, but the the part that gets uh, mildly more challenging is the ridiculous <laughs> fish falling from the sky harpooning mechanic that uh, I think is also really fun and funny. And while the ability to harpoon a fish is not necessarily that difficult, it does get more challenging if you're trying to like combo the fish out of the sky. Uh, I managed to get a, a 2x combo, you know, harpoon two reigning fish at one time. I'm curious if you guys managed to best that. Um, anyway, those are some of my thoughts so far. And I don't want to keep talking because uh, this is Don's game after all. Um, but just out of curiosity, did you guys manage to 3x or 4x uh, uh, a reigning fish with a harpoon? It. It gets a lot easier to combo uh, mm -hmm. the further you go. Uh, okay. So as you're collect collecting more of the deep, the deep fish, uh, that that makes it makes it easier. That makes sense because you start out with this rickety little hook that can only hold like five fish. So I'm imagining as you continue moving through the game and buying better equipment that you can hold more fish, and then more fish will rain from the sky. Is that yeah? Accurate? That that's something mm -hmm. I really liked about the game is the gear as you upgrade it, it feels substantial. Cool. The it's not just tiny incremental upgrades. You can hold more fish and your harpoon improves more and more and more the as you upgrade it, obviously. So at first it's really a game of timing. Like, okay, I see the icon where the fish is gonna land. I have to kind of time it so I'll shoot two seconds before it actually appears to kind of hit it. Maybe not that long. But by the end of the game, you've got a a sniper shot basically you can just <laughs> pop, swirl around and pop them off easy when you when you upgrade it all the way um so the gear does feel very substantial i was kind of in the same boat ryan was at first i thought it was going to be kind of a boring game because the fishing wasn't very exciting and i was like oh this is kind of like ridiculous fishing but with a much slower shotgun aspect but then it doesn't take long to start upgrading your gear and the more you upgrade it the more fun it became because mm. you're you're digging deeper and deeper and at a certain point it becomes a little bit of you're trying not to catch fish because you have so many fish on your hook mm. and you still and you're so deep if you catch too many fish your line is going to break and so you're almost trying to like okay I got too many fish or you're really aiming for high dollar fish and you don't want to catch the you're trying to miss the the low dollar fish and move around so it becomes more of a strategy game at a certain point um 
yeah so the game changes over time and it basically it just became more and more interesting the more i played and that's what kind of hooked me uh-huh and, i see what you did there yeah, yeah. And made it more addictive. So it didn't take very long, uh, but it it got its hooks into me, and I, I I became more into it. Also, I wanted to mention, I did you guys try veggie mode? No, uh-uh. no. There's a veggie mode, and I thought it was going to be like most games. When you switch on like veggie mode, it just turns the meat to a picture of a carrot or something. But mm-hmm. it didn't. It changes every fish to. A fruit or vegetable but not only that the fincyclopedia changes to oh, wow. reflect whatever it is they're uh, all represented in the fincyclopedia and that's cool it's so cool so you're catching lemons and sweet potatoes and <laughs> parsnips or whatever but there's dozens and dozens of them and there's like ultra cashews for a bonus multiplier <laughs> and like all kinds of stuff and so you get in there, huh. and it's like, oh, I've never seen that thing. So you're trying to like swing your your hook over to catch some weird vegetable you haven't seen yet in the game. And there's just the variety of fish or veggies in the game is so deep. Hmm. I mean, I finished the game, and there I don't even I don't know what percentage of the Fincyclopedia I finished, but I would guess half. Like, there's a ton of stuff I still haven't even found. Hmm. There's just really? the, the replay value is through the roof. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff there. Um, so I spent the the majority of my time uh, just really uh, kind of mainlining this game so I've been uh, just earning enough cash to upgrade the line and that's pretty much it every once in a while I'll venture out and get some other upgrade and usually I didn't have the experience that that you had done I, I would pick some lure that sounded amusing and it was um, but that was about the extent of, of the upgrade that I found. So um, that said, I, I wasn't dropping the big bucks for like new harpoons or anything like that. Um, so I have a feeling that that uh, changes my perception a bit on on those upgrades. And if I if I spent the time and actually unlocked the other stuff, that that would uh, probably be a good use of my time. But um, the veggie mode, do you activate that through the menu or do you activate it yeah. uh, with an item? or? or it, it's just in the settings. Yeah. It's at the very oh, back of the okay. Encyclopedia, but there's a there's a shortcut to it. Oh. It might be if you hit the menu button on the play date. Uh, I, I forget off the top of my head. Brian okay. kind of mentioned that the you have to pay attention to the on-screen button prompts. And that's kind of one thing that I would kind of knock it. The UI is a little unintuitive. Like there are things mm-hmm. like I, I mentioned in the discord, I wanted to buy a boat, but I couldn't figure out how, because I thought that the shopping cart would make me go back into the shop, but the shopping cart button to press a actually makes you buy the boat. And I thought the back button made me leave the screen and I just wasn't putting two and two together. So it didn't quite work the way I expected to and, and kind of moving the screen all the way to the left or right. Those are the exit and purchase options instead of pushing buttons so it takes a little bit of getting used to it does it, it is pretty consistent though because i had mm-hmm. i had similar troubles just exiting the uh the fishing screen so if i wanted to get back on my boat sometimes i would accidentally find myself uh casting again mm-hmm. uh because i uh f- for whatever reason 
hit the hook button instead of the back button thinking that's what I wanted. Um, yeah, I did that too. I, I've got to say, you know, saying it out loud, uh, I just sound ridiculous. Like I <laughs> <laughs> no. can't figure out anything, but, um, but yeah, in, in practice, I, I was surprised that I kept doing that because it happened more than once. It wasn't like, Oh, um, yeah. that was real dumb. Uh, no, I, I, it happened again and again. So um, I, I'm not sure exactly how to correct that. Maybe I'm expecting that there should be a button pressed to like confirm your results or something. And maybe that's what really gets me. Um, but it, it has sort of rate. modern features, but it's the Playdate mm -hmm. doesn't have modern button layout. It's an NES button layout, yes. but the, the game, the features right. in the game are deeper than NES games. Very so. modern. Yeah, yeah. Don, I have, um, a, I have I, a question for you when when Nick's done. No, no, no. Go for it. No, I insist. <laughs> After <laughs> you, Ryan. <laughs> okay, Don. Uh, there is a mechanic on the fishing screen that shows you the weather. I also yeah. see that in the Encyclopedia, there are weather icons associated with the different fish. So I assume yes. that you can only find certain fish in certain climates. Yes. Correct. Okay. So here's my question. Uh, how do you know where the climate is? Like you're not told on the map, like, hey, it's sunny over here and it's rainy over here. Are you? Uh, uh, the like, radio. There's a radio? The radio in the bait shop will tell you if it's a sunny day or not. And then if it's not <sighs> what you want, you can go to home and go to sleep and hope huh. that it changes. I never kind of I never went for a specific fish. If it was rainy, fine. That's where the lures come in that Nick was talking about. I would maybe change my lure to something that would go for a deeper fish or a certain fish that liked night or that was attracted to music or something. That's or a little ghost. Or, uh, yeah, whatever. You <laughs> really we... have to read the encyclopedia for those kinds of hints. Hmm, cool. So just to clarify, when you say lore, you mean lure, right? Lure, yes. Okay. Um, now, I did not want to spoil the, uh, the, the shopkeeper, and I still won't. But one thing that I will spoil here is uh, going to be voiced in the form of a question. Did you guys ever wait around long enough when it was fishing time where a bird lands on your head? No. I did, I did see that once, but I didn't really pay attention to it. What happens? What do so, you mean? Well, when you... When you finally do cast your line, the bird goes flipping off of your head and into the sea. It's pretty amazing. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't notice. That's cool. That's incredible. So if you've ever got some uh, time, let a bird land on your head. Very nice. Uh, I do have a, a mechanical note or two um, that I wanted to to voice. Just, just opinion stuff. Um, but uh, I... I had a hard time with the harpooning aspect and maybe that's okay. just because again, I didn't, I didn't spend any money on upgrading my harpoon. Um, when you said you I had felt, a hard time uh, with it, I'm sorry. When you say you yeah. had a hard time with it, does that mean that it was difficult for you to put the harpoon through the fish or like you're a vegetarian? So you don't like doing that. Uh, I felt like I wasn't, uh, enjoying the mechanic. Okay. Um, 
so uh, it didn't feel super necessary. Um, I do understand, you know, that's where uh, a lot of your your points come from because you can drop fish that you've caught. Uh, you don't have to spear all of them, um, but uh, it it served only to frustrate and not really to uh, to elevate for me. Why? Because um, it went yeah. too slow, or like it is it is fairly slow. Uh, there isn't a discernible pattern that I could figure out as far as the order that the fish appear. Um, mm -hmm. At first I thought there was, and I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, but no, that's not the case <laughs> that, that I could tell anyway, maybe there is. Um, and so I, I felt like uh, I needed to be on my toes for this thing all the time, but it, it didn't feel really meaningful or impactful. Um, so I, I just uh, had a hard time getting into that portion of the game. And similarly, um, navigating the world, which, uh, first of all, super impressive that there's all this space and there's there's a difference. It reminded me of um, NES fishing games where you have to mm -hmm. find like the good, good spots to fish. I thought that was so cool. Um, but then I found myself just kind of like navigating one pixel away from the shop and just casting there all the time. I, I never really went further than that after my first visit to the shop um, because I didn't see really much difference. Now, maybe there is and, no. you know, there's totally different fish. Um, but I, I found that um, a little frustrating again from from the the gameplay element because there's it's cool but you know there's not a there's not a mechanic to it so it's just uh something to get, get you from point a to point b and the distance that you go away from the shop for example to go to a fishing spot um is the distance that you need to crank and you got to crank for a while even if you're going that one pixel away um but there's really no meaning behind it um so even if you go one pixel away you still get to do the whole like 360 yep, helicopter everything. rowing thing for a while because that's uh, no, yeah that was yeah. another no, 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 favorite no, no, part of mine no 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 if, if you it's relative if you don't go very far you don't have to to paddle very far oh. if you go very far you don't you have, have to paddle, paddle very far but you you still you still do it for a while, um, even your, your if you're boat going suck really close. <laughs> yeah, it's the initial boat. I'm not I'm not oh, putting okay. money into a boat. Put money into a boat. Eventually, you get a boat that you don't have to do anything. It just steers itself there. Well, come on, Don. You don't buy a boat. Your friends buy a <laughs> the boat. boats are like the cheapest thing in there. That's you get right. To use the boat. All right. Um, I'll upgrade your well, boat. You but... know, giant uh, fish destroyed my boat in the beginning. I'm not yes. I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> That's why you, get, you gotta get a good boat to go find them. Uh, but Nick did hit on something that Toad clarified in the Discord. He said that besides the hot spots, it does all of the ocean is the same. And once once Toad clarified that, I stopped. I stopped going far away from the shop. I would just go a little ways away and go fish and come right back. Unless there was a hot spot, the hot spot is indicated by two fish on the map. And so, yeah. if you go there, you obviously. It's a better fishing spot, but yeah, kind of like what Nick said, I would just go one pixel away. But when you you upgrade yeah. your your boat, but you also upgrade your paddle, 
And once you get I okay. think the third paddle, it's like a piece of rusty metal or a coral or something. Once you get that, you're you're paddling very, very fast. Do you still get okay. to spin it in a 360 degree motion? Yeah. Yeah. You still have okay. to do that. <laughs> um well that that part's excellent. Um but yeah, so so those are the couple of things that, that I had, you know, small issues with. Uh the other thing, uh that was a super pleasant surprise was the music and the sound. I I really enjoyed all of that. And again, the animation, the artwork, uh, the, the jokes, the little Easter eggs that I saw. And obviously there's like a million more in there uh, because Ryan mentioned one that, that I hadn't seen yet. I'm sure there's many, many more. Mm -hmm. Um, So fun. So fun. So um, I, I know I, I, uh you know had had some things that i had qualms with but uh they're really minor and mostly um it's because i had limited time to play like i feel like they would be um less you know they would stick out less if um i i had a lot more time to to explore and enjoy um than i did look at the back of the encyclopedia too and I did want I to mention I've, I've never made it all the way to the to the back of it. So uh, yeah, I'll have to look for that shortcut you were talking about because uh, you know going a page at a time. I've been you know look at the leisurely back, like the back the back of the book. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did want to mention okay. the music for the the last the battle or whatever the end of the game is really cool. The credit mm-hmm. scene is also really cool. So it uh, has a satisfying finish. Very cool. I see. I see Ryan's chomping at the bit. Um, yeah, we should move along with uh, some listener feedback. Ryan, you want to cover some of that? Yeah, I'll do some of that. I was going to mention for the Encyclopedia, I never made it to the back either because when I hit those unknowable fish, uh, I thought, oh, well, I guess I'll encounter them eventually or I'll unlock them eventually. And I thought, well, there's no reason to keep going here, but it sounds like there is. I should cruise to the back of that, that Encyclopedia. All right, good tip. Uh, well, on to feedback from our listeners who are far more articulate than we are, starting with Marco Hutchins says, realistic fishing is great. I really enjoyed using the crank controls for the harpooning, which was probably my favorite aspect of the game overall. Take that, Nick Baldridge. I also <laughs> love that this is one of the only Playdate games I've played that has some ongoing character progression in terms of upgrading your gear and earning better equipment the more you play. Uh Okay. Uh, I feel like there's been Playdate games where you update your gear, right? Like uh, Inventory Hero and... Uh... One of the only. Okay. Anyway, didn't didn't mean to jump in there. A big disappointment for me personally was that... Uh, this is Marco Hutchins speaking, not me. Uh, was that I did not think that the crank controls felt good when it came to reeling in the line. It has a similar feel to real steel, but in this game, the line is constantly auto-reeling, and I found it cumbersome to crank backwards to slow down. Final miscellaneous Hmm. thoughts from Marco Hutchins. I would suggest this for fans of Real Steel and Fish and Feathers. I think By the Pier is still the best pier fishing game on Playdate, though I enjoyed realistic fishing more. Interesting statement. I would happily play and review any future games by this developer. Cool. Marco Hutchins, thank you very much for chiming in here on our Discord. Um yes yeah i was gonna say real quick um something nick mentioned that marco kind of touched on where you weren't satisfied with the harpooning and the fish randomly raining down 
that becomes a lot more fun as there's like a give and take with uh okay i can i know i'm waiting for this certain fish to fall yeah. down that i have never caught before but yep. this broccoli is right here i should i could probably grab it before the other fish shows up and like okay this, the fish still hasn't shown up but I'll, let me grab this lemon real quick so there's a little like risk reward about okay i can just grab this stuff but i'm still waiting for this peach to fall down or whatever it is i mean i mostly play veggie mode but the the whole thing of like i have 50 fish now in the air i really i'm really looking for these one or two but i still want to make money on this thing so right. that becomes more strategy anyway sorry ryan no that's cool i i like hearing more about how the game evolves as you continue through because like i said i did not get through very much of it unfortunately but that sounds amazing cool am i reading all these do you want me to read the next one oh or are we just giving our yeah, listeners more to drink with all our awkward pauses? <laughs> okay, moving right along to Orkin, uh, who says, I like how the combo system encourages you to play a bit riskier in letting fish fall down the screen in the hope more will fall behind them for higher combos. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Hey, you guys never answered my question. Did you harpoon more than 2x? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. And yes. Uh, okay. four, just... four is the most I got four okay. i never got five is the max i never got a five i don't know why oh. but... five good gracious nick did you more than two x yeah i got i get three um most most times at least once you said that and i wasn't listening huh i know okay it's okay i'm used to it next up is dean <laughs> o not dean zero who says i found the game's miniature open world fun to explore with details such as dynamic weather and lighting adding life oh, yeah. to the environment. I that, enjoyed the music. Dean enjoyed the music and sound effects. The squawk of the gulls had me dreaming of fish and chips by the sea. That's awesome. I, I, I was playing in a doctor's office and all of a sudden a very loud gull called. That was amazing. <laughs> My um, dog loved it. Yeah. She kept looking at me like, huh? What's going on? <laughs> the Encyclopedia, the plethora of marine life, the Pokemon style, gotta catch them all gameplay, the lure of one more cast, the lure. Nice job, Dino. A simple repetitive mechanic is delivered in a fun and captivating way. Nicely uh, written. Uh, very succinct review, Dean. Thank you. And uh, well, let's see what's going on here. Um, uh, this one by Gur. Gur said the credit roll is very cool. I really love this game, Toad. Cool. Thank you for saving me. Uh, one thing that uh, Dean touched on was the dynamic weather and lighting. And that was such a cool touch. Um, it, it's, it's really neat to uh, cast in, in the nighttime and see the lighting effects, and if it's raining, um, just really neat. Very well thought out um, how everything interacts graphically and also uh, the audio. So, um, yeah, that perfection. was one of very nice. The environmental effects were one of those world building features that honestly just like seamlessly washed over me as I was playing it and I didn't even think about it until Dean brought it up and having conversations like this allow me to think like oh yeah like somebody had to make that happen like that was a choice <laughs> yeah so really cool touch uh to the developer nice work and it's very legible yeah. even with all the yeah. effects on the screen it's it's consistently very legible the hardest things I really had 
where if there's animals crawling up the sides of the screen, sometimes they're hidden, but those are animals mm-hmm. that would be hidden in the rocks, like uh, yeah, crabs like or snails or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that made sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the, the only thing that dynamic um, weather gives you is the occasional uh, slowdown when you're in the harpooning section. Um, but it's really not a big deal at all uh for <laughs> the uh incredible effect that it that it gives um yeah. i very very impressive very impressive indeed yeah cool. all right guys should we wrap this up yeah nick what are we playing next week all right next week we're playing space escape oh i thought it was gonna be all the Clactic. catalog games it's every catalog game, the including speed Space run. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don and I will have the high score, and uh, poor Ryan will still be working on the first room. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Clactic Space Escape. That's a name your price game, and it's available on Itch. I don't appreciate that disparaging comment, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so I will read our email address, which is hello playdate podcast at gmail.com. You can also hop on our Discord. Uh, there's uh, a website, playdatepodcast.com. And I think Don does not like me to say the Twitter account anymore, but I'm going to say it. Hello, plot. Hello, PD podcast. Um, I don't know. Oh, hey, somebody call the bingos line. You can leave it. Uh, a message on there right can we do that yeah next it's, only can. give them a call 724-246-4671 that's 724 bingos one call that up leave a message and it'll give don some editing work to do that's the week he needs editing. he needs more that's right <laughs> um i think this means it's time for me to make a shameless plug because this is one week before my book launches everybody please please pretty please head out to one bite at a time book.com that's one bite at a time book.com i've been working on this big beautiful oversized art book of 20 years of my work in comics illustration and design it's oh my gosh the launch is so close i can feel it i'm getting so excited i cannot wait to share this book with folks so please head over there when you have a moment it's launching november 1st that's one bite at a time book.com and i got a short plug too uh a copy of Drained is on location at Center of the Universe Brewing Company in Ashland, Virginia. If you happen to be coming out this way, it'll be there for uh, a little while. So oh, come check it out. Is this the first publicly routed copy of Drained? As far as I know. So, so cool. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. Worth the trip cool. to Virginia. All right. Thank you so much for Every listening. Day. Thank you for much for right. plugging your stuff. It's- and uh <laughs> we will see you in a couple of weeks <laughs> more plugs then okay. thanks everybody are we done plugging thank you did, was there more plugs that i cut off a plug no way next week okay. we'll just do no. all the same stuff all right good night bye